This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hey everyone, I'm Eric Nordoff, and welcome to another episode of Courage Cast. It's a Friday, and I hope you guys have had a great week. Uh, I have too. It's been fun getting back into parts of the four hour work week with you guys, and it's been really cool to see that it's been impacting you guys. So uh, let's continue today. I think this will be the last section on the four hour work week, although I could go through the entire book and go through it one-on-one with you and tell you what what I've pulled out of it. But I think uh, that's enough to help you if you are interested. The book is fantastic, but I do encourage you getting the actual book and not the audio because you're going to want to take notes. My book, for example, is full of notes and underlines. It's probably the most underlined noted, noted book I've ever, ever used and ever uh, read. So, All right, so this section is called Interrupting Interruption and the Art of Refusal. First, a quote. Do your own thinking independently. Be the chess player, not the chess piece. In other words, be the player. Don't just be the piece that's being moved by the player. He starts out with a really interesting story and an analogy, and I think this uh, identifies the mindset that uh, that he is trying to come across with that 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 I want you to have that I want to have myself, and I know that the, this um, this might be a little bit controversial because I, I'm trying I'm seeing the best parts of it. This is not the way I am going to deal with my closest friends and my family, but it is the way that I'm going to deal with business associates. This is how I'm going to do business. And I think it's appropriate. And I think it actually commands a great deal of respect and honor and shows others that you have an intentional purpose rather than being always flexible to other people. So, here is uh, what he he starts about a story that he said, for all four years of school, I had a policy. If I received anything less than an A on the first paper or non-multiple choice test in a given class, I would bring two to three hours of questions to the grader's office hours and not leave until the other had answered them all or stopped out of exhaustion. This served two important purposes. Number one, I learned exactly how the grader evaluated work, including his or her prejudices and pet peeves. Number two, the grader would think long and hard about ever giving me less than an A. He or she would never consider giving me a bad grade without exceptional reasons for doing so, as he or she knew I'd come a-knockin' for another three-hour visit. Interesting quote, though, too. Learn to be difficult when it counts. In school, as in life, having a reputation for being assertive will help you receive preferential treatment without having to beg or fight for it every time. Think back to your days on the playground. There was always a big bully and countless victims, but there was also that one small kid who fought like heck, thrashing and swinging for the fences. He or she might not have won, 
But after one or two exhausting exchanges, the bully chose not to bother him or her anymore. It was easier to find someone else. And his encouragement is be that kid. Be that kid. Be that kid. Be that person that is almost to the point where you 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 can be tiring, relentless, relentlessness, recklessness, ignoring the trivial and doing the important because so much of the world seems to conspire to force stuff on you. Fortunately, a few simple routine changes that he outlines here makes bothering you much more painful than leaving you in peace. It's time to stop taking information abuse. All right, so he goes on to say that an interruption is anything that prevents start-to-finish completion of a critical task. And he, he points out three of these. The first is the easiest to overcome, and that's called the time waster. And that's anything from a meeting, discussion, phone call, web surfing, social media, email, that is unimportant. The second is time consumers, reading and responding to email, making and returning phone calls, customer service issues, financial or sales reporting, personal errands, all necessary repeated actions and tasks. And the third is empowerment failures, instances where someone needs approval to make something small happen, like fixing customer service problems or customer issues, customer contact, anything related to uh, lack of empowerment that maybe someone else can handle. So he goes on to talk about all three of them. And this is such good stuff, guys. I've I've implemented a great deal of this, and some of this I need to re-implement again because I haven't done it consistently in a while. But uh, the first, for the time wasters, the quote from Dan Gable is, the best defense is a good offense. Number one thing, to limit email consumption and production. Turn off the audible alert or turn off the automatic send and receive which delivers email to your inbox as soon as someone sends them. In other words, make it so that you're checking email once or twice a day. And the same goes for social media. And as much as I love you interacting with me on The Courageous Community, I would much rather you be efficient and effective because there's something that happens when we batch that together in one instance. We're not being interrupted, number one, and we are doing it at one time. Later on in the book, he talks about that it takes up to 45 minutes to readjust and reset up yourself so that you can get about doing the most important tasks. And what if you constantly were interrupted? How frustrating is it when you don't have a quiet space? To work Now, I know a lot of you have kids, and you have to make those arrangements somehow so that you have uninterrupted time, because it's just so vital. And gratefully, a lot of us are, have kids that are going back to school, so we're able to really batch our time really well when the kids are at school. So never check email first thing in the morning. Instead, complete your most important task before 11 a.m., and check your emails once or twice a day, maybe at 12 noon prior to lunch, and again at 4 o'clock prior to finishing the day if you're working 9 to 5. But just checking it once or twice a day will make a huge, huge 
difference. A lot of times people think that they're going to miss they're going to miss something important, but rarely will you miss something that's so important that you have to respond, especially via email. And you know, honestly the same goes for text. I use the do not disturb. I use it I'm using it right now. I've got do not disturb on whenever I'm doing a podcast, whenever I'm recording something, I turn off my texts, I turn off my email, and I make sure that I'm not going to have any interruptions when I'm working. And it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission in the future. One other simple email template that Timothy Ferris here from the 4-Hour Workweek lays out Here's a sample email template. He says, due to high workload, I'm currently checking and responding to email twice daily at 12 and at 4 central time. If you require urgent assistance and you can't wait until either of those times, contact me via my phone number. Thank you for understanding this move to more efficiency and effectiveness. I love it. An autoresponder for your email that just basically tells people, when you respond. That way, it relieves you of not having to do that. I've just seen that Facebook Messenger has the same thing now. You can create an automatic message that responds back to people telling them, I only check this at certain times. By the way, I also have turned off all of my notifications, so I'm not notified when I am when I get uh, in any information whatsoever. And I know, that's, uh, but look... So much of how many times do we turn on and off our phones every five, 10 minutes in order to see if we've missed something? Autoresponders are beautiful. And he goes much further into this. Um, also, if you receive phone calls and you're interrupted with phone calls, he gives a, a great outline on, on how, to, how to kind of get right to the point. He basically says, listen, instead of chit-chatting back and forth, he says this, Hey, this is Jane speaking. Hi, it's John. Hi, John. I'm right in the middle of something. How can I help you out? Or, hey, can I call you back? No, I have a minute. What can I do for you? And so you can you can just tell people and and make sure they understand that your time is valuable and that you're in the middle of something. It's amazing what happens when uh, you do this. You begin to people are willing to work with you and work around you uh, if you are. Uh, very consistent in this. Um, he also goes into much more that I can't even dive into here, but um, how to avoid meetings, how to uh, uh, avoid having to be in, uh, having to have long phone conversations, as I mentioned. Then he also talks about the concept of time batching, which I already discussed quite a bit. And then here's a great tip. Uh, I'll finish with this. This is related to empowerment failure, rules, and readjustment. I love this quote from Bill Gates. The vision is really about empowering workers, giving them all the information about what's going on so they can do a lot more than they've done in the past. And Timothy goes into an example of when he had a large team of people who were basically asking him constantly asking him the same sets of questions, asking for permission. And, uh, and, and he spent hundreds and hundreds of hours handling these issues before he finally said, you know what? I'm going to write a manual. Okay? So it, 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 he basically wrote a, a full manual to answer all of the questions. Uh, in, in our case, we have places we can 
move people to. We have books, we have resources in our doTERRA business. We can move people to those and we provide great education and training. And if you'll help push people to your system of training and teaching the people that you work with to do what you need them to do so that you can accomplish what you need to do and you can be the best for them, everybody wins. And I think that's that's uh, some great advice here. Now, he also sent a very simple email uh, to the outsourced customer service reps and the people he was working with, and he established a new policy which helped kept the cus- keep the customers happy and reduced his 200 emails a day into fewer than 20 emails per week. And he said this, I'd like to establish a new policy for my account that overrides all others. Keep the customer happy. If it is a problem that takes less than $100 to fix, use your judgment and fix it yourself. This is official written permission and a request to fix all problems that cost under $100 without contacting me. I am no longer your customer. My customers are your customer. Don't ask me for permission. Do what you think is right, and we'll make adjustments as we go along. And what he found was there was usually 1% to 2% where there was a an issue. 1% to 2% of the time there was an issue and he was able to deal with those. And he cut his emails way down, as you see, from 200 per day to 20 per week. So if you set the rules in your favor, limit access to your time, force people to define their requests before spending time with them, and batch routine menial tasks to prevent postponement of more important projects, do not let people interrupt you. Find your focus and your find your lifestyle. The bottom line is that you only have the rights you fight for. Just like that kid on the street who is being bullied, if you get wild and crazy and you're going to get some weird looks, you're going to get some raised eyebrows, but that's okay. That's okay. We're about being courageous. Don't be afraid of what other people will think. If you know it's right, if you know it's worth fighting for, then go ahead and do it. And watch how everything around you changes and you begin to set the pace for your life. Well, I hope this has been an encouragement to you. I look forward to talking with you next week. Got a, gr- a lot of great things planned. I've already recorded an interview with Scott McIntyre, a former American Idol contestant. So I've got that coming up. Plus, I read a couple of really great articles that I'm going to share and dive into with you next week. So look forward to catching up with you in the next week on Courage Cast. And in the meantime, share what you liked, what you didn't like in the Courageous community, and feel free to take ownership of that community and share with us what is making a difference in your life. Thanks so much, friends. I'll be back again with another episode of Courage Cast. Courage Cast.